independent media is more important than ever. We don't have a corporate network behind us, and we also don't have big green foundation grants. So we really do need you, and we are actively calling in your direct support so that we can continue exploring many of these topics and perspectives, often sidelined by mainstream media. If you're enjoying our show, please make sure you're subscribed and join us on Patreon today, starting at a tip of just $3 at patreon.com slash green dreamer. Every little bit helps and really adds up. And that is the power in community. So thank you so much for however you're able to support our work. What we put into our body and onto our body, it demands extreme detail and concern on purity of ingredients. And I've been practicing that since I was probably 20 years old, just going, wait a minute, monosodium glutamate or wait a minute, potassium sorbate or sodium benzoate, what citric acid, what is that? And then I'd look into it and go, ah, well, I, I just, I'll just get something fresh without that. What are some environmental impacts from the beauty and skincare industry that we should be mindful of? In the midst of our fast-paced, often stressful lives, what can we keep in mind that can help us to immediately shift our outlooks to one of gratitude? That's just the tip of the iceberg of what you'll hear today. To check out our limited 2019 Green Dreamer planners created to holistically support all that you do this year, just head to greendreamer.com. Your purchase will also support the planting of 50 trees and the continued production of Green Dreamer. So thank you so much if you get to find something that you love. More on this later, along with a discount code just for you. But for now, to our episode, let's dive in. Hey, it's Kamea Shane, and this is Green Dreamer, a podcast for creatives, visionaries, and entrepreneurs dreaming of a sustainable future. Thank you for bringing your light. If you haven't already, make sure to hit subscribe, and together, let's learn what it takes to thrive in every sense of the word. Our guest today is the founder and CEO of green skincare brand Alatura Naturals, which sources organic and wild-harvested ingredients. His story is a really inspiring one. He got into a major car accident in 2011, which ended up with him having a collapsed lung, seven broken ribs, and a severe compound fracture of his jaw, which was broken in five places. And since he had always made a living based upon his appearance, modeling, and acting, as well as through demanding physical activities as a Division I baseball player, the accident really impacted him and his life. But when he realized that he had the power to choose what he was going to do next to help him to really recover and bounce back from the incident, he was determined to heal his body holistically through nutrition, as well as experiment to make his own skincare products out of the most effective and potent natural ingredients to help heal his physical scars. So his brand today was born out of his personal needs, and they're continuing to make nutrient-rich products with consciously sourced ingredients, along with a dedication to reduce excessive packaging. Green Dreamer starting off with what inspired his passion for nature. Here's Andy Nilo. My first deep dive into nature was probably just going down to the my creek in Petaluma, California and catching frogs and just kind of chasing snakes around. I've always felt best uh, just being outdoors. Uh, that definitely correlated with uh, my athletic background and always being out on soccer, baseball, and uh, football fields and basketball courts and things like that that always just kept me active and just enjoying 
the beautiful, the most beautiful part of life, which is uh, just being outside and being active. So that that started at a very early age for me. So, I mean, it's been a while, but in 2011, you were hit by large vehicles while crossing the street, uh, which kind of later, I believe, sparked your journey to starting Alitura Naturals. Would you mind taking us back to your memory of what happened with that? Sure. So uh, March 20th, 2011, I was crossing the street after dinner. And I got hit just, I was checking my phone as a pedestrian. I, I was just kind of letting cars adjust to me and, or thinking that they would. But I got struck by a, a westbound heading Land Rover that hit me into the eastbound lane. And I got uh, consequently run over by a Toyota Tundra. Oh my God. And I lost consciousness. I was in the middle of Melrose getting my clothes cut off me. I vaguely remember that, when, but I definitely remember waking up in the Cedar sinai ICU with a very severe compound fracture of my jaw to the point where my chin was poking through the bottom of my mouth. I had seven broken ribs, a collapsed lung, a catheter in, a chest tube in to drain my, the fluid out of my lungs. And I, uh, you know, I had two friends in my, in, in the ICU room with me and I quickly found out the severity of the situation. And man, am I lucky to be alive? I mean, what was it even like for you to just open your eyes and kind of come back to reality after, uh, going unconscious. You know, waking up in a situation like that, I was on a morphine drip and, and I, it's, it's really weird that, you know, obviously the, the psych psychological effect of that drug was, uh, you know, kind of kept me a little loopy, but then, you know, I, I quickly found out what had happened and it was a really weird combination of emotions of, uh, giddiness, fear, uh, sadness, uh, weird excitement of being alive, honestly. And then just my, you know, talking to my parents and hearing that they were on their way down and, uh, they were just very comforting to me. And I, had, like I said, I had two friends in the, in the room with me and they, they were just glad that I was alive. So it was, you know, I was very banged up and extremely, uh, injured, but I, it was a weird kind of like look into the perspective of the situation that people don't survive big accidents like that. Mm. So over time, as you were recovering, what was the most difficult part uh, for you mentally in terms of like just coming to terms with this incident? Well, being when my family left, they were with me for probably four or five nights after I left the hospital for I was in the hospital for, I think, three or four in ICU. And then they transferred me over for a surgery. So for another three more. And I just they were around and we were all very loving and, and supporting. And it was a beautiful moment, honestly, just having this all together. My sisters are in Northern California. My parents and uh, brother are as well. And they all came down. They don't have time to take off work, but they obviously did. It's very rare, basically, that you see all of us in one room. And, and, my, and with that said, also a small little apartment in here in Los Angeles. But we just made it happen. I mean, we shacked up, we brought the futons out and sleeping bags and pillows and kind of just had a beautiful, uh, you know, ordered in takeout. It was just, it was, believe it or not, it was, it was kind of, it was like Thanksgiving again, but in under very dire circumstances. And so what was that recovery process like for you? How long did it take? What did you have to go through? Oh, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't say what the toughest part. So the toughest part was them leaving and then just having that love and support uh, you know, God. So I, I, I did 
you know, did things like meditation and I practiced gratitude, but I did that before the accident. And so the, the accident definitely, uh, you know, I would do things like, uh, I did a lot of research on, uh, herbs, Chinese herbs, meditation for agreements. I would listen to audio books. I would hang upside by inversion table, uh, just look outside in the horizon and just, just thank a higher power for, for allowing me to still be on this earth. And, but that was tough though. The, these were things that I had to write down and practice, uh, you know, throughout the day. And, but it, I knew the end result was going to make me feel better, not great, but it was, it was extremely effective in, in my mindset and moving forward. Right. And why was it important to you to heal through natural means as much as possible? Well, that's a great point because what we put onto and into our body is digested and, and metabolized through our liver, our kidney. And, and I had been into skincare before the accident and I was just always into breaking down ingredient decks and finding out certain things like parabens and steroids and fillers and harsh alcohols that didn't need to be there, pre, uh, preservatives that I felt were counterproductive and didn't serve my body regardless of skin. But I mean, I just, I, I feel like it disrupts our endocrine system, our hormones, our vital internal organs that just keep our body functioning and running very, you know, as healthy as possible. And what we put into our body um, and onto our body are extremely, you know, it just, it demands extreme detail and concern on, on purity of ingredients. And I've, I've been practicing that since I was probably 20 years old, just going, wait a minute, what, monosodium glutamate or wait a minute what's potassium <laughs> sorbate or sodium benzoate what citric acid what is that and then i'd look into it and go ah oh, well I, I just i'll just get something fresh without that it's it's like that seinfeld episode where kramer just would only buy fresh fruit or you know food every day rather than the canned and preserved items and i feel like i really feel strongly that that's uh the best way to live a vibrant life right so it's about really being self-aware of what your body needs and trying to give it what it needs rather than, I don't know, doing things artificially. Right. That might just be like a Band-Aid solution. Right, right. It's, you know, and, and I'm very grateful to have health insurance and um, do things like nutraceuticals and IVs and, then, you know, just be uh, in, you know, is in best shape as possible. But I really feel like that comes down to, you can keep it simple by just eating whole fruit or whole foods and fruits and vegetables and getting a good amount of sunlight, exercise, and just staying away from just the, the toxins that we can control of staying away from. And I definitely want to dive into your expertise on eco and healthy skincare shortly. But just from this incident, having been through such a difficult time, um, coming back from almost like a near-death experience, what did you learn about yourself or about life that you now carry with you forward? Oh, resilience. Resilience. Um, like I said, I was I was grateful before. I had, I've always had this this joy and, and zest for life through athletics and, you know, just being active and just being, I don't know, I've always been a pretty happy, positive, positive person. But, uh, yeah, after that accident, when you really have to just build your, build yourself back up, my front three teeth were gone. My jaw was wired shut. So I couldn't, I felt, con you know, self-conscious, not only smiling, but having conversations with people. And so when you have that, that part of your life where you kind of kind of dims a beautiful moment where you want to enjoy laughter or smiling or a conversation with someone and you kind of feel self-conscious or, or insecure in that moment it's man it's such a trip when that's taken away that's that's a normal day-to-day -day thing that anybody can do and when when that's on your mind like wait a minute is this person looking down at my jaw or, or looking at my teeth or or my uneven 
complexion or scarring and abrasions. And man, rather than just being present in the moment and talking to that person, it's, uh, it, I, I don't take anything for granted at all. Um, and I just really appreciate the smaller things. So it's kind of like you've been able to bounce back from that. So any challenges today kind of pale in comparison? Oh yeah. I, I don't, I don't, let's just say I don't complain about traffic or not, <laughs> not being able to find a parking spot or yeah, I'm alive and, and I, I, I can chew now and I can smile without my teeth clanging into each other and I feel good. And, and so that's, and I have purpose now. I have a, something that I love and, and that helps people feel better about themselves. And I can kind of walk people through their own recovery. I mean, it's, it's surprise or I'm, it's to no surprise. I mean, there are a lot of people out there that have scarring from falling down, bike accidents, whatever it may be, uh, that all, you know, are looking to find healthier ways and remedies to heal their own skin and, and injuries. And I, it just takes me back. I love doing it. So it's, uh, man, I wouldn't change a thing. Surprise. I just, I, I, it makes me feel a little guilty every now and then about that call that my parents got. Uh, but I just, I'm okay now. So that's, that's all, that's all that matters. So speaking of taking your expertise out to the world, can you walk us through that research and development process for you as you were solidifying your brand? So I've been using a one clay mask for about the age of 21 to 26. And then it was just calcium bentonite clay. And then I went, oh, it, was just, it was so effective. I would do it every Sunday night. And, and I just became very just interested in clays in general. And so I went, I, this one website had this really good bentonite clay uh, in bulk. And so I, but they also had several other clays, like kaolin, Russell, Eyelight, uh, French Green, uh, several different clays. And I did, it, it became my own little creative outlet. So I bought them all and started uh, combining them and mixing them uh, together before the accident. And then I started studying little spa treatments uh, right after the accident to take that existing clay mask and kind of turn it up a bit. And so I would find certain ingredients like organic kelp powder, seaweed that is commonly used in uh, med spas and private practitioners and a rejuvenating facial. But, uh, and then on top of that, I would add ascorbic acid, which is a high potency form of vitamin C, which crosses the dermal layer and really brightens the skin and helps with sunspots and age, age, uh, aging skin. And, and so it, after the accident, I knew that, the, the clay mask and, and this, this concoction that I was making was going to create a lot of blood flow and circulation to the surface of the skin. And all I wanted was to find or feel some type of result after that. And so I did. And so it just became fun for me to add certain things way down the road, like the pearl powder, the American ginseng, the, the grass-fed colostrum, and the things that, I believe me, I would tinker away with this and kind of fine-tune it in my back room. Uh, and just, uh, it was therapeutic for me. It was a total creative outlet, but also one that brought incredible results to the healing of my skin. And it was, it was total trial and error. I probably did that just fine tuning that for about a, a year. Mm. And then the same people were like, what are you doing for your skin? <laughs> I remember seeing you in the ICU bed. It doesn't even look like anything happened in it. <laughs> That that actually kind of I'm like if these people had any idea it, it it definitely it was daily it was a daily protocol of just how I was going to nourish my skin I would stay out of the sun so that the scars wouldn't get embedded and permanent and and I, I just everything became you know just it was an obsession of mine to recover quickest not uh, not only physically but internally and 
and just be back on my feet and just get, get my zest back because I was in a little dark cloud there for a little bit. And I, I just, I remember just studying and searching and sourcing from all around the world, literally of different ingredients that, that I would just feel good because it, it became my thing. It became my, the best way to feel uh, my best in the morning. And I just, uh, I knew what I was getting every single time. And um, that, that, that actually led to going around and mixing up these masks for people all around LA. I would just bring a little backpack with me and some <laughs> apple, apple cider vinegar and some essential oils and mix it up and just have them give me feedback. But with never an intention to ever have a business. I just wanted to see if like they felt what I felt or saw what I saw. And so that was technically my beta testing. And then long story short, Dave Asprey from Bulletproof found out about my story, had me on his podcast and he got such a response that he flew down to LA and we came to terms on an agreement. And three months after that, we uh, had a product on the Bulletproof website called the Alatura Clay Mask. And that was, uh, it hasn't really stopped since. So I'm uh, just kind of living my dream. But also at the same time, uh, it's just made me more aware and more conscious of, you know, maintaining uh, the purity and the, and the, the company culture that, and the obsession that I had with just, you know, making sure that we, we do everything right and, and, and treat people well and, and make sure we answer any questions that we can. But yeah, I mean, that whole thing from the beginning until now has just uh, been kind of a blur. I had the honor of trying your products out earlier this year or a few months ago, and I could tell that they were definitely, you know, really rich, no fillers or anything. Every ingredient seemed to be there for a very particular reason. And they're not only organic ingredients, which we see quite commonly now, they're also wild harvested ones, which was really refreshing for me to see. What were you looking for specifically when determining what ingredients to actually incorporate and how to formulate your products? I know it took a lot of trial and error, but like the sourcing bit? Yeah, that's a great question because I didn't want to go the normal route. If you go, so when I, when I say that, I didn't want to go with the Tamanu oils, the argon oils, uh, the coconut fractionated, things that people use and that I would find in store in, on store shelves. I would rather go something exotic and that's where the Prakashi, the Andaroba, the Acai, Bariti, uh, Unguru, like all these different beautiful oils. And luckily, I kind of stumbled across a few hmm, just people that are just in the Amazon. It, it, they 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 have these butters that they 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 concentrate down into oils. They they're beyond cold press. They they, they were you know there was a, it was a little bit of a language barrier there in the beginning, and we had Skype conversations and. That's where the wild crafted part comes in because uh, the you know the USDA certified organic they can't afford that. But the thing is, the beautiful that the, the combining side by side testing that I did with popular uh, brands out here in America, it it was night and day difference. I mean, it was just it was the slip, the pull, the the concentration of their oils were so much better. And so little things like that I knew had to stay down the road. And I would melt them down in a little cast iron pan, combine them and. And then just uh, it w that's actually what followed up my mask and is now my night cream. I still have that first night cream that I ever made, by the way, that is uh, was, you know, it's chunky. It was just kind of melted down with uh, uh, acai butter, cacao butter, manuka honey, colostrum, a little coke ten in there. But it was just I, yeah, I, did, I knew what I was getting every single time. And I knew that my, my skin was going to heal and hydrate best and get conditioned best after the mask through a, a very nutrient dense, all natural substance with loaded with good fatty acids and just things that serve the skin. 
That's incredible, though. So it sounds like at the same time, you're also getting to support uh, local communities where these ingredients come from around the world that might not have previously been connected to, uh, I guess, just this global market. No, that's so true. And that that's that's probably the the best part, because when you get so mass produced and large, it, it kind of signifies to me that it's a little untraceable. And then when you get to that level, it's it's almost it's a it's a cost thing for a lot of big corporate companies. And but when you can deal with someone who their creation is their art and, the, and it, you, you can just see it, it's a fire in their eyes that I know uh, that I relate to and that I, I, I can just see. And, and obviously you have to try out products. And I, I, I source, I've probably worked with uh, over a hundred different suppliers on different ingredients, which makes it extremely difficult for my, my co-packer to, to source. And cause you, you know, you, normally you can just go through and just buy all the way down the line of company for different essential oils and extracts and butters and botanicals. But that's just, some are better, some source better sea buckthorn than, than, um, another brand and some source better Australian sandalwood than another brand. I mean, it's just, and it comes down to that trial and error. And believe me, it, people, uh, at, at first were a little hesitant to go forward with us because of that complication during sourcing of mass production of say, you know, thousands of units. But they, I think when you meet people face to face and you explain to them your passion and, and what that means to you and they see that they, they, I, I would hope that they would respect the fact that I'm, I'm purely doing that, not for cost. It's for the, the purity of the product and the performance of the products. And, and, and my name is on the, on the ingredient deck, and so I'm signing off on that. So it has to be perfect. If I can control it, it's going to be, you know? Definitely. So you came from being a model, actor, and athlete starting this brand. What are some things you learn about those professions that you use to support or even help differentiate uh, Alitura Naturals today? Oh, that's a good point. Uh, I would say, you know, taking photo shoots or, or taking photos, uh, organizing photo shoots, and, and also the, the importance of taking care of our appearance. Uh, so when people have certain questions on, you know, when to do the mask or, or how, how often to moisturize throughout the day. If you're going to be on set or, or you need to do hair and makeup, there are obviously different, you know, times and intervals to do that because you don't want to be too bright, too shiny on set. Things like that definitely help. And so I'm able to kind of give my opinion to others for that. But also just the importance of uh, routine and, and staying on top and, and looking and feeling our best every day, but, but not being obsessive about it. Kind of just, this is something that I can do every single day as far as just whether it's a mask and, or just, you know, moisturizing before I go to bed and waking up and feeling and, and looking my best. I mean, it just really sets the tone for my day. And I, I don't want to say like acting and modeling kind of spurred that, but just that routine of having to feel my best every single day, leaving the door for an audition that it, it definitely carries over for, for how I live my life now, because really that does it's just, it's all done for, well, there's a, you know, obviously a physical side to it too, but there's a mental side of just leaving the door of my house and just going, ah, I feel, feel great. I'm, you know, I'm ready to go. So what are some of those secrets you can share with us? Ooh, okay. I would go, have you ever used a, a derma roller tool before? I have not. Okay. So it's, it, they're like these little titanium micro needles that they're not, they're, you know, 0.25, 0.5, and then one. They kind of tickle. It, it really is not that <laughs> intense. But what they do is they open up the top layer of your skin and, and 
it's almost like aerating your, your lawn, right? So it opens it up and allows for maximum absorption of the high nutrient-dense, rich ingredients or, or that you're putting on after that. So my optimal routine, I would say, would be Dermarol, three to five minutes, apply a clay mask, put lemongrass, apple cider vinegar, maybe a little rose water in there too, uh, clary sage, sweet orange oil if you have it, ylang ylang <laughs> if you have it, and then put it on, let it, leave it on you know, till it dries, probably 20 or 30 minutes, go you know, watch the show or you know, do some emails or do some writing, rinse it off, and then follow with, I like the gold serum. I'm sitting in front of the, the Juve red light right now, actually. It just really, uh, it, 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 there, there's so many benefits uh, as far as stimulating collagen synthesis. So after you shower, your pores are open. All that blood flow and circulation is flowing to the surface of the skin. And you have that, I use my gold serum, which has that copper tripeptide and a little uh, plant-derived vitamin A, which really stimulates that blood flow and, the, and then hydrates that that. Uh, area of the skin that you just conditioned and opened up with that derma roller. So if you haven't done it before, I would definitely recommend doing it at night because you're going to be, you know, nice and brightened and fresh. I mean, I love that, uh, that uh, feeling, but it can be a little alarming because you're going to be nice and rosy there for a little <laughs> bit. But, uh, it's yeah, that's my go-to right there. It's, it's called like the instant radiance treatment. I just, if I have like a long flight, maybe a red eye going right into a speaking engagement or something. I swear to you, I will, I'll find like a spa or something and I'll just set, set aside a little bit of time just to go in there. I've done it. I just did it actually recently in New York where they probably <laughs> thought I, they probably thought I was crazy because I'm in the locker room just doing this whole routine, but there you go. I didn't even sleep, but you walk into your event or whatever you have going on feeling, looking like a million bucks. And that's, it's really kind of like, like cheating a little bit. It's unbelievable. Amazing. So we'll definitely have to try this out to see for ourselves. Um, but with everything that you're doing, you're very clearly addressing some major health and environmental concerns uh, stemming from the skincare and beauty industry. So with everything that you know today, what are some of our greatest environmental or health issues from the beauty industry that we should be aware of? Oh, man, the, the overpackaging, I would say. Because it, it's just the first thing that you toss, right? It, the The big... Uh, cartons, uh, we, we do our best to really stay away from that and use recyclable materials when possible. We use glass, uh, that, uh, that we get from the Netherlands. It's just mirror glass where the UV rays and artificial light can't penetrate and get, get into our bioactive ingredient deck. Uh, so we, we really take a lot of pride in that, um, as far as leaving a carbon, not leaving a carbon footprint on the planet. And then, Let's see. So really cutting down on packaging when you think about it, that that's huge. Uh, we're, if you walk into stores, we're probably, we're the, one of the only brands that doesn't have a box. Uh, and we, but for our fragrance, you know, we, I'm actually going to, cause it's kind of like my dream product. So I, I'm going to have to make a box for that, but believe <laughs> me, the, that's just kind of my own little thing. But, you know, we, we do our best just to really conserve where um, we're, an online brand. We don't have a big corporate warehouse or um, office with, you know, a lot of people are working remote. And so we feel like we're not, um, you know, emitting a lot of, you know, fuel fumes all around, you know, things like that to the environment that are harmful to the planet. And so we're just uh, doing our thing all, all from uh, different areas all around the world uh, for Alatura um, as far as staff wise. And then um, ingredient wise, we use a lot of, um, 
sustainable products. I mean, B, the B products that, that can comprise our, our base and our moisturizers, serums, night cream, body lotion. I mean, that's as sustainable as it gets. I mean, we, I'm actually going there next week to visit our manufacturer and kind of see how things are going over there. They have 11 beehives, 10,000 bees uh, go to each of those hive and, uh, hives and, and it just produce, a, you know, uh, luckily, a, you know, sustainable product. But there's obviously, as you know, there's been like a little um, environmental hazard on, on, on the bees. But in this particular area, it's just such a, a beautiful thing to watch where, just daily, they're just producing this beautiful propolis through this beeswax, honey, royal jelly, and just the pollen that's created. And, and just, that's the base. I mean, that that's not we're not using any anything synthetic or like these harsh glycerins or emulsifiers to to make our products. We we really uh, take a lot of pride in that. So that's uh, I would say that's that's what we're doing. But we're always going to look to improve, and we're open to any suggestions that we can do as a brand to to help uh, help us get even better towards. Uh, towards the environment. And today, given that most, uh, I feel like a huge part of the beauty and skincare industry is catered to women product-wise and also in the advertisement, the messaging, what are your thoughts on the awareness and availability of unisex or men's eco skincare and cosmetic products? It's it's growing and I, I'm, I'm so glad it is. Yeah, it's funny because being an athlete, you, you would see guys in the locker room and uh, just just around taking a little bit longer in the mirror, you know, putting <laughs> on their, their night creams and, and doing their hair. I mean, we care whether whether the guys want to admit it or not. It's it's, you know, looking good and feeling good. It, it, it's a fun way to live life. And, you know, it, just by demoing products in, in locker rooms for major league players and different athletes that, that we uh, supply to. You know, it's funny, even their teammates will walk by and be like, no, nah, man, I'm good, no, nah, uh, no. Nah. And then they'll come back kind of, <laughs> wait a minute, do you, what, so wait, what's this right here? I'm like, ah, but you, you weren't saying that earlier, buddy. But, I mean, it's just, it, we do care. It's fun. I mean, whether it's, you know, looking as attractive as you can to, you know, to uh, your partner or, you know, walking into a board meeting and just knowing you're on point and ready to go, it, it really just, uh, you know, whether, or it's like making your, yourself as marketable as possible for a position. I, I just, I really believe in, in, uh, grooming because for, uh, just on a, you know, on a psychological level. So it's, uh, it, you're, you're seeing it grow and it's a great time, not only for a green beauty, but also it's a, for just, you're, you're seeing that men do, you know, we, we do care. And I, from all walks of walks of the earth, it's fun to watch, and and it sounds like word of mouth is really powerful as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Word of mouth marketing for us has been everything. We, you know, I started this off with a vision, just color branding wise. I would say so. I didn't, you know, we're, at the beginning, people went, "Well, wait a minute, don't you want to, you know, show gender neutral products through like a, a white packaging and maybe a teal uh, font font on the on the branding?" And I'm like, "Well, maybe," but I had this vision of you know, just like sexy Hugo Boss, Lexus, Kenneth Cole, just black, charcoal, silver, all those like dark, rich colors that, and what that is, what uh, what you know makes Alatura Alatura, and and on the branding side of things, and and you see it when you walk into in stores and see it on the shelves, it, it does stand out, which is what you want. And I don't really, you know, people let you, you let the customer decide for themselves what what they want and rather than you know the a women's only or men's only brand i kind of like just a unisex appeal and we're 60 percent women customer database and 40 percent 
uh, male. So we're uh, we're right down the middle almost, and and I think that's the way it should be. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. You know, it just it just comes down to ingredients, skin type, quality of ingredients, and just repetition. And you decide on your own how you want to use it. But I don't, I don't want the to decide for the customer if it's for women or for men. You know. Yeah. And also for people who don't yet really care about what they put on their skin and maybe just want to get whatever's cheapest or most convenient, how can we help these products become the norm rather than a niche that people specifically look out for? Well, you know what? Think Dirty is an app which is is great and is really helping and changing a lot of uh, opinions towards that. It's an, You can scan the barcode of a, of a product and then they'll do a 1 to 10 rating and point out exactly why that product is uh, a little bit more toxic than another. And it's it's great because you're identifying, you know, government-recognized carcinogenic ingredients that are toxic to the skin and over time can do some serious damage to your vital endocrine system and hormones and, and whether it's deodorant, whether it's uh, toothpaste, hair care, body care, body wash. I mean, really focus in and lock in on on, on your ingredients. And, and the, I mean, the other day I, I looked up, there was a product that had four different kinds of alcohol in it and, um, and a speck of an active ingredient. And then obviously they highlight that active ingredient and it's just water, satirical alcohol, glycerin. I mean, just, you name it, just all these fillers and then sodium lauryl sulfate as a foaming agent. And you want to, this is something that you're going to be using every day, just massaging into your largest organ. I don't, I would rather not. And so I, I just definitely become aware and, and you, you know, we all deserve to, to just, you know, use the, the best ingredients. And I, I think it'll, it'll definitely not only save you money in the long term on doctor visits, but, you know, you know, it's just, it doesn't, there, there are some, you know, with the Accutane and the, the, the different products that can just, you know, barely sustain you, but also affect your, your, your mood and, there are even studies that will lead into a depression uh, on uh, in some areas. So just the, the pills, the, the over-drying chemicals, and I like to stay away from those and just do it naturally. Is there anything we can do as individuals to help the government be able to help regulate these things? Because if there are government-recognized carcinogens appearing in our products, that's definitely very alarming. I Well, then I know it's just like why do they keep allowing fluoride and toothpaste? Um, you know, the, the chlorinated water. I mean, it, there's, I, I think there is a good movement right now in green beauty towards that, but it's going to take even more as far as pointing out the, the harsh ingredients that, and this, I mean, but I don't know if it's studies because some of those studies can be funded now against that by big corporate corporations that can fund it. I mean, and afford to fund it, it, I just, I really feel like it's, it's influencers like yourself and just people all around the world being able, you know, these podcasts are huge to educate and they can reach millions. And I really feel like, uh, the online space, the social media is just, is a great way. Obviously do your research and and do your due diligence and, and, and and find out, uh, you know, find out the characteristics of certain ingredients and what, uh, does not work and for you and your body and, and serve you in any way. But, that's the fun part. I think just just putting it, putting that awareness out there, um, one by one, and then but reaching millions over time is uh, is the best way to do it. But as far as the government, I man, that's a tough one. <laughs> Maybe we'll just start with word of mouth again and the power of that. Right. I mean, 
that's yeah, that's that's one thing we can control, right? So taking a step beyond the beauty industry, what are your thoughts on how we can most effectively work towards a healthier future for everyone? Who? Well, on a personal level, I would say be just be kinder to each other. I really I feel like that is is something that uh, I practice daily. I love I love practicing it. It's not even practice; it's just just routine and repetition. But um, definitely just being being kinder to each other. You know, I mean, you could change somebody's day with the the power of your words. Uh, and I, I just focusing on the 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 perspective of being alive and being able to breathe. And and you know, you, you really that that can change your your mindset with the you know snap of your fingers right there. So just really being kinder to each other, and then. Uh, being appreciative that you, that we are alive, and I wish man that perspective and, and just overall gratitude when uh, shown to others. Just uh, they can you you never know who, who you can affect without even saying a word. Just you know, just by just by your presence, you know. Yeah, I mean that that's probably the biggest thing for me is uh, just you know kind of the effortless having manners and just being kind to to each other. Well, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us. Um, what's next for you and Alitura Naturals and where can we follow you online? Sure. No, thank you for having me. And I would see what's next. What's next? I love, okay. I'm always maybe a hair product in the spring 2019. We have my, my fragrance presence that's uh, gender neutral uh, fragrance that's getting bottled right now. It's actually available right now, but the big bottle is coming out. That's that's gonna be exciting. That's the one that I'm gonna I'm probably gonna tear up when I hold my hand. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so that that's gonna be January, February, um, and then uh, we have conferences, the Indie Beauty Expo in January as well. Uh, we're gonna finish out 2018 with uh, good growth over 2017, and it's just maintaining that company culture within my employees and staff of just you know just purity of ingredients but also purity of uh just how we treat our customers and a bit, you know timely shipping and everything so uh, we're let's see that's that's where we're, we're at alaturanaturals.com we're mostly an online store or online business but we also are in uh, several select stores all around the world and that's um, I'm also at Alatura Naturals on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and Pinterest too, which is another big one. Yeah, I love what I do. And if anybody has any questions on on sourcing, manufacturing, whatever it is, we, we're happy to answer. And we take a lot of pride in the formulation of our products. And just uh, yeah, we care. Before we go into our final five, I wanted to give you a discount code in case you're interested in our 2019 Green Dreamer planners. They feature our major Earth Awareness Days, 101 self-care reminders, gratitude lists, weekly simple suggested actions to take and cross off, minimalist weekly and monthly pages, extra bullet journal pages, and more. And again, each planner contributes to the planting of 50 trees through international nonprofit Eden Reforestation Projects. If this sounds like it'd be helpful to you and you want to support Reforestation and Green Dreamer podcasts, just head to greendreamer.com slash planners and use the discount code greendreamer for 10% off. Again, that's greendreamer.com slash planners and discount code greendreamer. For now, on to our final five. Let's power through. What's an uplifting social media account or publication you follow? Jocko Willink is a former Navy SEAL. Just, I mean, he's a workaholic. He's up every morning at four thirty. He, he's something that really, uh, he's someone that really motivates me to 
to get after it every day. Um, so that's one. Chalkboard Magazine is pretty cool. I like I like what they have to to say and good posting. Uh, Wellness Mama is another really uh, great account that has good DIY uh, recipes and remedies for the things that she does. Ben Greenfield's awesome too. That guy's always finding new, doing cutting edge experiments on his body to help his his, his physical and mental self. So yeah, those I would say those. What do you tell yourself to stay positive and inspired? Ooh, just. I'm extremely grateful to be alive. I'm extremely grateful to be alive, to chew, to have something that I can control, to have a business, to have purpose and a passion towards that purpose. I, every single day, whenever I get down a little bit, that reminder is on the wall written in front of me. So, yeah. What's one thing you do for your health, either daily or weekly? Oh, I do the same thing every morning. I, I, well, before I put on my mask and sit in front of this juve light, I talk to my mom. I talk to my mom and she sets a tone for my day. I love hearing the sound of her voice. And uh, that's something, uh, yeah, that's, that's, she's part of my routine. So it's just fun to talk to people that you think so highly of. And it sets a tone for me and, and every morning. Um, what's one thing you're working on right now to live more sustainably? I don't, well, this isn't huge, but I don't, I, I bring bags to grocery stores. I don't, I don't do the I don't ask for bags. Uh, I don't ask for receipts. I know it's a small end, but I mean, that does add up. Um, we're thinking about working in a, re- a return bottle arrangement with our manufacturer. And that could be good because we have had customers ask about that. We're, we're still working on that. So stay tuned. What makes you most hopeful for our planet right now? Oh, it's things like this. It, it's the Green Dreamer podcast. I mean, it's, 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 putting, it's making it cool to care about your carbon footprint. I mean, Tesla... Uh, things like just, it's just becoming a thing and it's becoming cool to protect the environment, picking up litter. You're seeing random people on the streets doing that. It just making sure you recycle when possible. It really is because, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm noticing that we're becoming more socially aware of, uh, what we're doing to our planet. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's inspiring. We need to pour gas on that, that ember. And what final words of wisdom do you have for us as green dreamers? Oh man, if you're listening to this, if you're having a rough one or a good one, I I just, it's the perspective of being alive. I mean, there's so many things that happen to so many bad things that happen to beautiful people, just wrong place, wrong time right now, as we're saying this. And I'm aware of that because I mean, I've been in a tough situation myself and um, you're down and out, uh, whether it's exercise, whether it's getting a little sunlight or talking to someone that you love, you are alive and you can I've just seen people without arms and legs, just ear to ear grin, just because they're they're doing their thing. They're alive. They're bouncing around and they're vibrant. And so we have not, you know, it's just we don't have much to complain about. Find a way to be appreciative of the life that you have. You are alive right now, right this moment. So find a way to be appreciative of what you have, and also for all the gifts that you can share with this world. Green Dreamer, thank you so much for tuning in. You can find the two tweetable takeaways from this interview and the full show notes with links and resources at greendreamer.com slash 111 for episode 111. You can reach me with feedback on how I can improve the show for you through the website's contact page. And you can find me on Instagram at Kamea Shane, as well as on our new account at Green Dreamer Podcast. I also wanted to thank our reviewer of the week, Ball8455, for their feedback. 
They said, I love this podcast. I listen to it all the time. Kamea reminds me of myself and I love a relatable podcast host. Who doesn't? This is really well executed and super easy to understand. If you're interested in wellness, eco-friendliness, or sustainability, then this is the podcast for you. End quote. That's honestly also really comforting for me to know that there's someone like me joining into our conversation. So thank you so much for being here. If you'd also like to support Green Dreamer by leaving a review of what you're enjoying, make sure to also leave your social media username, business name, or the name of the passion project you're working on so I can potentially give you a shout out and we can check your workout. Finally, as we're wrapping up, just remember, now more than ever, our planet needs your light to thrive. So if you haven't yet, Hit subscribe and I will catch you later, Green Dreamer.